to episode 48 of WCAT Chats, and we have a special edition on our hand. Coach Hicks is here with us ahead of a big playoff matchup coming up tomorrow. I mean, Coach, how are you doing? You really excited for tomorrow? Yeah, we're excited because, you know, you get to this point in the year and you just uh, you want to keep you want to have the opportunity to keep practicing and most importantly to spend time around the, as a team. And so it's fun being in the gym and it's the best part of the year for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great to hear, Coach. I mean, it's your first year here, a lot of new different stuff. And I guess what are some of the new philosophies and strategies you've kind of brought to the basketball program and kind of implemented throughout the season that's brought the best out of the team? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a big endeavor coming in, and you're trying to uh, kind of uh, meet your philosophy with, with where the, the team is. And so um, there's a little bit of, of uh, back and forth to, to find what's the common ground of, of what's realistic. And, um, you know, we're so fortunate that our team has, has just um, done everything that we've asked of them as a staff. And, you know, they were hungry to be successful. They have the desire to, to do all the little things and the commitment. And I think most importantly, the thing that we've emphasized is this, this concept that, you know, you're part of something bigger than yourself, but that every day um, is important. And that, like, you're, you're building each day on little things that so when, when the big things come, you've got a whole, you know, all the little things are what, you know, what are important about it. And, you know, we have a, a mindset that we, we want to, we can only control certain things. We, we want to dictate as much as possible in each game and be prepared. And, and we know our guys are going to play hard and, and um, develop confidence. You know, I think a, a big part of what we've tried to create is um, to, this year is really about building a foundation for the future. And we've got seven seniors who have, have recognized that it's the, they're creating a legacy um, that, that's going to be here for a long time and that they're going to be the, the guys that have built the foundation, which is the most important part. And with that, you know, there's the basketball component. Um, it's a game. It's a you know. There's a mental side to it. There's a physical side to it, and and we want to be good in both areas. And so you know, we've we've really um, utilized um, Coach Neal um, as uh, our sports psychologist, and and we do mental training as a team every week. And I think that's been a, a big part of of making sure our, our minds are right and we're focused. Um, we've had Coach Bless come in every week, and we do a yoga session, which helps get our it's a, the meeting of the mind and the body that our guys are, are getting, you know, they're lifting in during the week and then all the, obviously the on-court stuff. So it, there's a, a big process with a lot of pieces to it where it's a big puzzle and every piece is important for us. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about kind of bringing in everything new this year with the motto, Meraki, and, you know, tell us kind of the backstory behind that and, you know, how all the guys really bought into that. Yeah, so Meraki is, is our motto. And so what we did on, you know, really the first practice is like this is, it's a player's team. And so... Um, they that we said there's going to be something that we're going to come up with that um, it, it represents us for the season and it's it's internal and um, every you know the homework assignment was every player got to come up with a word that they think um, it would be a good word for the year they came in we went through them all we voted and Meraki ended up being the winner is a Greek word um, and it's special to us it's something that we know what it means um, now maybe a few more people do but um, it, it, it's the way that like it's special to our group um, you know we say it every time we're in a huddle um, it, it's important it gets us focused on on what we're part of something special something special indeed and just the guys out there playing with so much confidence, not afraid to take it to the rack, handling the ball in the backcourt so much, and just putting so much effort in this year. And we've kind of seen a lot, large change of pace where they're 
playing to win, not playing not to lose. So I guess my question for you is, how do you motivate your players to just go the extra distance? Yeah, I, I love that you all recognize that. You know, that's the, the mindset is we want to, to, to play to win and we want to be the aggressor and dictate the game and make the other team react to us. And, and we have good players. I mean, they have spent um, a lot of hours in the gym throughout the years refining their skills. And, um, and, you know, it's one of those things, a little difference makes a big difference. But we also recognize, like, you know, it doesn't matter who scores as long as we score and that every piece on our you know our team is important and it's it's just as important the guy who's um, you know cutting hard that's that's drawing to help defense to create an extra space for the jump shot or the guys on the bench who are, are cheering um, the guys on the scout team running stuff and that everybody is going to get an opportunity to impact the game in a way and that you see success and you realize like it's attainable it's, it's not we're not going to ever ask anybody to do anything that they're not capable of doing but then there's the expectation that once you can do it you need to do it over and over and be consistent in the success mm -hmm. and then you, you know coming in everyone's like oh he's the guy he competes with undersized players you know how are you able to do that what is that in your ideology or just in your coaching style that helps you compete yeah, I think it's just it's a mindset of, you know, the, the, the game, the things that happen most you want to be best at. And, and those things don't take height or athleticism. You know, it is getting to the right spot. It's passing the open teammate. It's being able to get the ball from point A to point D, either dribbling or passing. It's staying between your man and the basket and make him shoot over you. Um, so it's a simple message, but it, it's a mindset that, like, we want to be the toughest team um, we want to be mentally the toughest team every game. I think that's the strength of, of our group. And I, I think, you know, that was a big appeal of, of uh, the opportunity at Westminster is like the, every, every student in our building is used to being successful. And, and every student in every class, like, they, they want to attain achieve success in so many walks of life. And so um, when you're wired that way, it, it, it's a little bit easier to say, All right, this is the advantage we have over every team, and we want to lean hard into that. So many great people, so many great players as well, and you're rotating – like 12 or so more players, so many people are seeing the floor. I guess, how have you been thinking through the different combinations and so many people getting opportunity to be on the court? Yeah, I mean, that's a unique um, unique concept that, that, you know, personally I've never really done with the team, but we also recognize as a coach you want to play to your team's strengths. And the, the strength that we had this year was our depth, and we recognize that on day one. So it's like how can we utilize um, the depth that we have on a, on a daily basis? One, it's great for practice because it's super competitive. But when games come out, um, we took really the first uh, portion of the year up through um, winter break, and we just rotated lineups and we were trying to kind of get lineup data. Um, we tried to lean into analytics as much as possible so we were able to look at combinations and um, then use that time to, to put a couple groups together. And so we've got, you know, groups that play two different styles really. And in it, hopefully everyone's playing to their strengths, but it also, it gives us an advantage over opponents where they have to prepare for different things. Um, it, it's gonna change the tempo of the game. They're obviously, they're gonna have to, to you know, we're gonna dictate what goes on. They're gonna have to react to us, which is important. And it wears teams out. And that, you know, we recognize that the, the third and fourth quarter, we've rotated so many guys through that um, they're, they're sucking wind and they're short on shots. And a lot of that's just because of the reps that come in earlier in the game as we're creating possessions and hopefully never allowing them to, to relax at all. Mm -hmm.
And I mean, one of those groups in particular, we see the five in, five out yeah. substitution, the switch up the pace of the game. It's Carroll, Hausner, McCamey, amongst many others, Adams in there as well. So what's the story behind this chaos squad or team chaos? What's the name of it exactly? Yes, yeah, team chaos, we call them. And, and we put that in over the opportunity. So the goal is when you know, they're going to play a two minute segment and try to create seven possessions, which, which is playing really fast. And, um, and so when they go in, they're going to face guard, they're going to run and double, they're going to gamble, they're going to take chances. Um, and then when we get it back, we're going to shoot quick. We want to have like a 10-second shot clock for that. And it's really to ramp up the pace so their guys are getting tired as we've got guys resting. But it's also playing to their strengths and their aggressiveness. And so the group, that was one thing we were able to look at the different groups and um, lineup data over the first 11 games of the season to put a group that has <coughs> A couple really strong, uh, aggressive defenders. Um, they, they have the ability to create chaos, which for us, it's a positive. We know it's coming. For the opponent, it's, it's not as positive because they, they're unprepared for it and they don't know what's going to happen. We're, we kind of accept that, that it's going to be a little crazy and look forward to that. And again, again it just changes the energy of the game. Um, frequently, it's amazing how many times opponents have had to call timeouts to like like well, you know, we gotta deal with these guys in a different way, and and it's they they are so good at what they do, and it, again, I think it's the important part of building a team is you find a, a role and a place for everyone to excel with their strengths, and uh, for this group, uh, Team Chaos has really been kind of the the ignition to to our season, really uh, taking the going to the next level. And then you talk about using analytics and data to really improve the team. That's something that's really done at you know the next two levels professionally, and then collegiately have you been able to implement that here at the high school level yeah I mean one we're fortunate we have a great staff and so we have five coaches on our, our varsity team and so everyone has things that they're responsible mm -hmm. for um, we've got a, a great network of video that we are able to, to process and and so from it you know it, it's we're filming practice you film the games you go through it um, you look at you know it's tough to get a large enough sample size um, because you're, you're still kind of guessing because our season's just not long enough but you're able to kind of create like you know we you know a big thing for us is uh, two for ones at the end of quarter and that you know we know that the the data is going to show that if you can get more shots up even if they're not the best shots that over four quarters it's going to give you a point or two advantage and so we're looking at every opportunity to to gain a, um, an edge over the course of a game. We know there's going to be 65 to 70 possessions, and it's like how many times can we increase the, the benefit to us? Um, and we've, we've, we've leaned hard into it. It's, we've also benefited greatly from you know, the foul rules where it resets at every quarter. So we kind of play the last minute and a half of each quarter like most teams do the end of a game. We'll, we'll rotate offense, defense. We'll foul if needed if we're not in the bonus so we can set up. Um, and again, we want to get two for ones that you try to get an extra possession every quarter. And so those things along with internally, our coaches work uh, with our players. Um, you know, what's, what are good shots? You know, the goal is to get a good shot, but that's different for each player. And there's time and score and how many seconds are in the shot clock and where at on the court are you and have we had a paint touch. And it's looking at those things, the difference. Like we know a paint touch inside out three is going to go in at a higher percentage than a kick it around the perimeter three. And so once we recognize um, where, where we want to shoot from, you've got a green light to do it, but we just want to, and then we can kind of fine tune like, hey, we recognize like, you know, uh, certain guys might shoot better on, on one side of the court. And so it's like not the, not shoot on the other side, but we want to recognize like these are, these are really sweet spots for you. So let's lean into those. 
And then you talked about the coaching staff. You pretty much inherited almost the whole staff coming over from Mount Pisgah. What's that kind of adjustment been like, and how have you all really grown into such a cohesive group? Yeah, it's been great because, you know, it, it's um, having – we had three returning, you know, with uh, Coach White and Coach Goodrow and, and Coach Searle, and then um, Coach Cat came on board this year. And so that gives us um, two new perspectives, three. Um, and, and it was great. You got the backstory on a lot of our players of, of maybe why things are the way they were, which was great. To, to kind of get that historical data, um, and then my philosophy again, it's it's um, you gotta you gotta be where our players are. You gotta meet them where they're at, and then try to push them to where I want to go. But you know, like team chaos was something that that was not a plan. That kind of grew organically as the season as we're breaking down. Um, and our coaches have been so great because um, they're committed. They spend a lot of time watching video. They, they work individually with players. They have scouts that they're doing. And so we divide up our scouts. And, and when it's that coach's scout, um, they're in charge. And so they're, they're in front of the team. I think it's important that, that our team hears all five voices. They don't want to hear my voice all the time. Uh, they get tired of it. And, and so having everybody really what they all have responsibilities, just as every player has responsibilities, where, again, it's, it's a big puzzle and we all have a different piece to play. And every but every piece is really important. That's great, coach. And earlier this season, you talked about kind of meeting in the middle with this team, where they're at and stuff that they've done. So what are some of the team, some of the things that this team has done well in the past and have been executing now? And then also, what are some upside surprises for this season? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're, we have highly skilled guys. We, we have a lot of guys that can make open shots. And so that, that is a, a strength. And so um, with that is it's just recognizing what's a good shot and what isn't is the biggest thing. Because if you're open, you're gonna, we, we have a lot of confidence you can make them. That was when on day one, everyone can make open shots. But um, in the flow of the game, recognizing when it's open versus when it's not, or um, have, uh, you know, what's your last three trips have been? Have we, got a, have we got anything to the rim? If you've missed a couple, can you get to the line? Um, and so it's just kind of a mindset of kind of looking at, at the flow of the game. And, you know, I think that's a big part of where Coach Neal and, and having a, our mental training on a regular basis has given our guys some, um, the, you know, one, they, they, they're, they're vulnerable with each other and they recognize they have to be part of each other, the good and the bad. And, and that comes with putting a team together. But they've also had to deal with the, some of the internal conflict of um, when you miss a shot, when things aren't going well, how you deal with it before it turns into something that impacts more our team. And so um, it's, a, it's a mental state in a lot of ways. Um, our, our skill level was high. It's just how do we um, make sure to, to showcase the things we do well as much as possible. And then we're working on improving other areas. You know, we knew rebounding was going to be a, a challenge going into the season just with our size and our opponents. And, and so that's been a daily emphasis. Coach White's kind of the, uh, has been our, is our rebounding guru, and he gets segments for it. And a lot of it's a mentality, um, but it's like we're going to get better in that area, but we know we're never going to be great at it, but we want to improve in that area. And then we know our strengths, you know, making shots and, and getting the ball to the open guys like we don't we're not going to just iso guys and let guys create but with ball movement we can get open looks and, and again um so it's it's on twofold you're leaning into the strengths and then you're trying to improve the weaknesses what has it been like as the season's gone on watching westminster buy into the team you know every game i feel like there's more people at the house center and ultimately kind of culminating with that game versus Stuart hills where that place was electric. What has it been like just seeing the whole school community buy into it what y'all are doing? It is fun because, you know, it is, it is, you know, when you're putting your heart and soul into something, you like to see um, people 
you know, care about it. Mm-hmm. And um, for our players, you know, those seniors, seven seniors, where they're building a legacy, there's nothing better that they've done than to create an environment on our campus that basketball games are fun. Um, their senior year, we went 11-0. and um, Hopefully there's a chance we could get one more home game, but um, – you know, 11-0 your senior year, you can't do better than that. But <laughs> yeah. going from game one where we had, you know, probably single-digit number yeah. of student fans to having a, a full student section at the end is, um, you know, it, it's a great credit to who our players are, not just on the court but off the court in the, mm-hmm. off the, court in the school where their classmates have a connection with them where they want to go see them perform in something that they love, um, just like hopefully – our guys are going to go and, and see how, you know the rest of the aspects of school when things are going on. They're going to be involved and they're going to be a part of that. I mean, undefeated at home this year, just incredible, and the Howell Center just being electric and people's performances, players' performances. It feels like on any given night, someone can just drop fifteen out of nowhere. I mean, anybody on that court, and I mean that's why you bring them in the game and whatnot. And looking at some of the players, especially the young guys like Zade and Nico, what are your thoughts on like the future of this program and what you have in store? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to. We want to live in the moment. It's a big thing, so we're we're worried about tomorrow uh, much more than than the future. But we are very thankful that you know, um, and, and it was a, a purposeful, intentional thing. Is that we knew going into the year we had seven seniors, but for the realistically long term future of the program, if you just played those seven seniors, we wouldn't be in a place to to then grow next year. And so it was to kind of create this hybrid where you the the seven seniors are super important. They're the leaders. They're going to be the foundation. But we also have to make sure that you know we have really five key underclassmen who play key mm-hmm. roles that they've got the experience and so that next year they'll be the leaders and we bring in new guys with them and so um, all five of those guys have been really good you know and um, and they're going to keep working hard to get better they've got a taste of success and they've got an expectation of how you go about your business on a daily basis on and off the court and um, the expectation is that this is a starting point for for future success. Now, I mean, looking ahead to tomorrow with McDonough in the nest on the road at 6 p.m., what are y'all seeing from a scouting point of view, but also from, you know, y'all trying to extend the season and, you know. Yeah, well, we, you know, our goal is we want to practice and spend time together on Monday. And so um, to do that, you know, McDonough is really good. Um, I think we're really good. And um, we, we believe that, that we're going to make this a game in the fourth quarter that's going to take some, some execution and um, that our mental toughness is, is going to put us in a place that we're going to dictate the game. Uh, we're going to do some things that they're going to have to react to us and, and we're going to really try to control the rhythm. And um, you know, they, they're going to be more athletic. Um, there's a, one of my favorite books is by Coach uh, Pete Carrill and uh, he's the old Princeton coach for years. And, um, his, he wrote a book that was called the, uh, the Smart Take from the Strong, and that's kind of what we're looking at going into this game. Like, we're going to lean into our advantage. They're going to lean into their advantage. It's going to be a great game, and it's going to come down. You've got to make some plays um, in a high-pressure situation, and, and I think our guys are prepared to do that, and, and we're confident, and um, we, we, we expect to be practicing on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then we ask this to every guest to wrap it up. If you give one piece of advice to a younger you or even just a younger coach in general, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, I think that the key thing to do is to, to be involved in, in as many things as possible and that the more things you're involved in, you can take little bits and pieces of them. And, and for me, it's to be in part as, part, uh, get involved in things that's bigger than yourself, where it's not you, you have to interact with other people and learn from others. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm- 
Well, thank you so much, Coach. It's been such a pleasure to have you here on this podcast with us in WCAT Chats. Yeah, I mean, good luck tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be back, you know, heading somewhere else the week afterwards for some more basketball. That sounds great. Thanks, guys. We appreciate what you do. Thank you, Coach.